You're listening to the premier home of motorsports for nearly two decades. The Race Central Radio Show. Drive, start Back on ESPN Radio 1600. Boogity, boogity, boogity. Let's go, racing drivers. It's going to be close right here at the line. He's got the inside. They touch once, twice. Oh, boy, here we go. This is going to be tight right here. Now, here is your host, one of the most respected motorsports voices in America, Motorsports Insider, Kurt Hansen. 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It's uh, it's a fast Friday. It's kind of a funky cold Friday, but it's definitely a fast Friday. It is the premier home for motorsports. It is. Race Central on the radio here on Mile... Yeah, oh, what was that all about? Oh, I was going to say on the the Mile High's leader for all things uh, motorsports, gearhead, and all that good stuff. A different set of headphones today. So I'm kind of playing with what's going on around there. It's uh, it's what happens. Uh, you know, it gets a little cold outside. The brain slows down. And uh, you get uh, kind of that... that uh, that warm, fuzzy, uh, want to lay in front of the fireplace with a nice hot brandy. But uh, Sid the Kid, out on assignment this weekend. We got Dante the Master, no disaster, behind the glass, per se, here at the Blowtorch for Motorsports. It is Race Central, the radio. What we do every Friday from 3 to 5, it's The Drive. And boy, do we have a great show lined up for you today. Is uh, We wrapped up the Chili Bowl last week. The, In many people's opinion, the unofficial start to... The motorsports season, and then many people's, other people's, my people's, talk to your people's, the official start to the 2023 motorsports season. But uh, they're, well, they're doing their thing at Daytona this weekend. It's the war before the 24. IMSA's there with a record number of cars testing and preparing for the twice around the clocker next weekend, which, uh, if you just want to call it big time motorsports, certainly. Uh, kicks the season off, and then, boy, right after that, we've got uh, the clash at the L.A. Coliseum, the return of NASCAR to, well, the, the Tinseltown, and I like what they're doing this year. Last year was a was an afternoon race, and if you watch any of the video that is available out there, uh, 70,000 people moving and grooving, dancing and jamming, and having a good old time. And it's like I've said before on this program, you can only get tickets to the Clash through NASCAR.com. And based on their tracking system, uh, over 70% of those people had never bought a NASCAR ticket before, which is exactly what NASCAR wanted to expose the, the next-gen car in the world of NASCAR to the shiny Southern California audience of, you know, movers and jammers and uh, tweakers and TikTokers and Facebookers and, you know, all, all that good stuff because... It works. And what a great season it was in 2022. We've certainly talked about that. Uh, Odds coming out for the 2023 uh, Daytona 500, the 65th edition of the Great American Race at the World Center of Speed. How's that for getting all my proper taglines in there to be the uh, uh, consummate media professional? That's actually kind of funny. But uh, a lot going on. NHRA guys are, are out testing. There's been a lot uh, going on in that side of the world. Of course, IMSA, uh, a lot of, um, I guess, pre-roar stories, boy, say that 10 times fast, was the, um, well, the return of the Monaco GTP cars, the P cars, the GTP, the ultimate uh, category in the International Motorsports Association's racing repertoire, uh, and now with hybrids. 
And that's been the big story, even with many, many a mile of testing that has been done over the past month or so. It's uh, it's really all down to it this weekend as they'll have six sessions and then qualify for the 24 hours of uh, Daytona on uh, Sunday. You can watch some of it. I'll get to uh, some of those uh, details because I do like to watch it um, uh, before the... Well, the, the, they, they seriously, as we like to say, fire the engines in anger. Uh, NASCAR, of course, uh, dialing it all up. Uh, lots of things going on. The Hall of Fame ceremonies, um, you know, a lot of prognostication about what will happen in 2023. Uh, I will be in Phoenix next week. I've been invited to the private uh, NASCAR test on Tuesday, Wednesday. And hopefully, uh, uh, man, getting a flight that makes any sense anymore can be a real challenge. But I think I got it secured. Hopefully, we'll catch up with Jimmy Johnson now in the 84 car as he um, is doing his thing. I, I, you know, I've interviewed Jimmy before. I interviewed him at the Long Beach Grand Prix last year in what they call the bullpen uh, interview uh, sessions, which can get pretty interesting. And I've always liked Jimmy, seven-time it, uh, I expected a lot more from Jimmy in his IndyCar experience, but, you know, it's they're such different cats. Oh, that's a play on word based on everything going around, around here over the past day or so. But uh, it's just it, the animal of an IndyCar is so much different than a cup car and vice versa that I just don't think the, it fortunately – Unfortunately, I should say, ever clicked for Jimmy, but we, you know, we're going to see him uh, certainly at Daytona 500. I want to talk to him about that and then potentially at the 24-hour Le Mans. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how the, the season plays out, but a lot going on. Big announcements uh, abound. Um, Sid the Kid, I say, is on assignment. Dante's behind the glass making it all happen today. And we got a hell of a show lined up. Uh, one of the most successful drivers in IMSA, with TRG Racing, uh, hails from Northern California, Petaluma, California, exactly. Uh, they're celebrating 20 years since their first win at the Rolex 24. That's Mr. Kevin Buckler. Also pours a pretty good glass of wine. He's, he now has spun off into not only very successful team ownership, uh, had an Oscar team for years at Andy Lally, drove for tremendous success in IMSA, uh, now has Adobe Winery, which is some pretty good grape, uh, by the way. And I spent a few years since I've talked to Kevin, so that'll be a lot of fun. Also, Rick Rosen, our good friend, uh, I call him Tricky Ricky Rick Rosen, joining us from Las Vegas. He will give us an update on uh, the, well, the goings on in Vegas as we ramp up to that. I believe it's October race for Formula One in Vegas and all the stuff that's going on uh, down in Las Vegas. And then a very interesting read. Our good friend Judy Stropus, who is so great getting us guests, some of these top, top flight authors. And if you've been around this gig as long as I have, you certainly know of all the, well, the interesting characters that do migrate or matriculate into the world of professional motorsports. It's a, you know, it's it's a bad drug habit. And uh, the problem is it's legal and everybody, uh, you know, cheers you on to spend all your money, which sometimes make you do things that maybe you shouldn't do. And he's written a book called Driven to Crime about the uh, the interesting characters 
that have uh, perforated or proliferated in the world of professional motorsports, from Formula One to NASCAR to IndyCars, IMSA, certainly if you're a longtime follower of professional motorsports in America, uh, the name Randy Lanier is probably familiar to you. The Whittington brothers, uh, the you know John Paul and uh, John Paul Jr. They were one of the biggest uh, pot growing outfits back in the '70s. I can remember when he sh- they showed up to. Ah, uh, oh, you know that's a story I'll tell. People tell me that I always have great stories, but I want to get through this intro. I will tell that story a little bit uh, later in the program. But uh, two-time Daytona 500 winner Matt Kenseth is set to enter the Hall of Fame. Also, a guy that that I certainly heard a lot about. And actually saw him race quite a bit in the West Coast. The legendary Herschel McGriff goes in. Uh, it, it's going it's, it's an interesting class, and we'll talk um, a little bit about that as we get into the program. Uh, what's interesting, oh, I might as well <clears throat> uh, touch on this uh, from the, uh, well, no, I'm not going to do that story right now. I'm going to save that one. That's good. How's that for a tease? I will tell you this, though. That uh, winter and summer X Games and rally extraordinaire, uh, bon vivant man about town, Travis Pastrana, will be attempting to qualify for this year's 65th running of the Great American Race. He'll be with uh, 2311. You know, it's interesting, and we've talked about this many times on this program. And actually, if you haven't caught our video cast yet with uh, the ever Charming Sid the Kid, STK as we know her. You can do so at racecentralmedia.com. Episode 9, uh, following episode 8, we talked a lot about how professional motorsports commentators, uh, on, on, the, on the heels of the whole DeMar Hamlin thing, you know, handle those situations which are oh so delicate and uh, very difficult. But uh, episode 9 is up on the website racecentralmedia.com, the website that makes you a smarter and better motorsports fan, as I like to say. But... Um, Yeah, uh, a lot of celebrities have come to the world of professional motorsports, and most recently, certainly NASCAR. Now, I remember years ago, back in the the, the series formerly known as Champ Car, which is now the IndyCar series, I can remember when uh, Cedric the Entertainer came, and that was big news. That's probably 2005, 2006, and I announced those Denver Grand Prix and had a chance to, to meet him, and it was kind of a... Well, a celebrity gravy train, you know, I'll put it that. Also, Carmelo Anthony. Yes, you certainly, uh, Denver Nugget fans, remember him. Very interesting cat in his own right. When he uh, got involved with the Indy 500 one year, had the blue and white car, and the side part said, Carmelo. That was pretty interesting. But uh, it certainly is related to David Letterman was one of the first uh, to get involved with Ray Hall, uh, Lanigan Letterman. And uh, David Letterman is a super gearhead. He's still very involved. He still is RLL. And David was one of the first, I would say, big name known American personalities to get involved with IndyCar. Uh, again, that back when it was the Champ Car World Series years. And, uh, you know, he's from uh, that little old state, Indiana. I believe he started his career as a weatherman at some funky little, you know, low-power, janky TV station back in Indiana. But, uh, yeah, he's a big, big gearhead. But back to NASCAR, I mean, you see uh, 
you know, the the Floyd Mayweathers, um, you know, the another Travis Pastrana is behind the wheel. Now, Floyd obviously is not behind the wheel, but he came last year with a pretty good young driver and tried to qualify for the Daytona 500, Chaz Grala. Well, Chaz has announced a full-time deal this year. And that's pretty good stuff. He's a he's a good shoe, and it's nice to see him get a shot. But uh, one of the things I want to ask Ross Chastain when I see him in Phoenix, and I've said this a lot of times, so if I'm repurposing or reiterating, uh, shame on me, but I'll catch up, that the next-gen car created a platform that gave really nobody any advantages going into 2022 because it was it was all new. And I want to ask Ross in his wildest dreams. Now, you ask any race car driver, because we're all somewhat egotistical <laughs> uh, and never doubt ourselves, that going into 2022, his off-the-cuff answer probably might be, well, to race for a championship. But I don't know if in his heart of hearts, behind closed doors, he would you know, look at Justin Marks, a team owner, or vice versa, and say, we're going to finish second in the championship by a blink of an eye. The new car did that for Ross Chastain. So how does he follow up? And this is always the, the, the tough part. When you almost win a championship in your first full-time season and do so with the fanfare and Provence and, you know, the guy was a... a Media darling, what do you do? you got to win a championship now. I mean, anything worse than second place is we fell off. And in my years of driver coaching and and managing uh, young drivers, um, and there's a couple case and points that I I won't mention names and such, but there was um, a driver that I worked with in the Indy Light Series years ago. And his first year in Indy Lights, he went out and won the championship. The sad part was everybody knew that he came from a family with a ton of money. So nobody was offering him paid drives. And there was really nothing made available to him in IndyCar or IMSA without bringing the money because they knew his family had it. So what did he do? He went back and ran Indy Lights the next year. Didn't win the championship. I'm not sure that that tainted his career, but it's pretty tough to do in a world of professional motorsports that's so competitive and literally a $2 parking break, and you get a DNF, and it's done. Take uh, Carson Macedo in the World of Outlaws this year. Many people said probably the fastest car on track all year long, but for a few DNFs. Brad Sweet competes or completes every lap in a 75 race schedule, which, which is mind blowing. Never had a DNF. Won his fourth championship. Almost unheard of. Oh, the pratfalls and pitfalls of professional motorsports. Hey, it is Race Central on the radio. I am Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen. It's a drive from three to five. Go to the website. RaceCentralMedia.com First segment brought to you by PDA Road Gear. Hey, whether it's two or four wheels, they got all the cool stuff for you. Santa didn't quite bring you what you wanted. Go check out PDA Road Gear. Spiff up your ride and 
for a very limited time. It's running out. Never pay for a speeding ticket again with their in-house radar detection system. Uh, go see Guy and his staff. Tell them you heard us talking about him on the radio. Get that uh, radar detection device. It's cool. Also, spiff up your ride, whether it's two, four wheels. Doesn't matter. It's PDA Road Gear and PDAroadgear.com. I want to drive. Get the car off the trailer. Now, back to one of the most respected voices in motorsports. Your host, Kurt Hansen. Uh, about 21 minutes after the hour, or as close as we can get to it, it is Race Central. It's the drive from 3 to 5 right here on the Blowtorch for Motorsports. That would be AM 1600, FM 94.1, and streaming around the country and around the globe at racecentralmedia.com. You know, in the first segment, I was talking about uh, celebrities that have come into NASCAR, and, and there, there's quite a few of them. I didn't want to rattle them all off, but uh, then it came to mind, that uh, Pitbull uh, got involved last year. And I remember at the Clash, uh, he performed um, at the quote-unquote mid-race intermission. And that place was was going crazy. And I, I had in my notes who's going to perform this year. It's a super, super uh, headliner. And, you know, uh, I forgot. But I was also talking about the, uh, the Hall of Fame, which goes on tonight. And... Uh, the entry list, uh, Matt Kenseth, certainly uh, deserving. Um, Herschel McGriff, who is a legend. Now, I'm going to touch on Herschel and then get to Kurt Shelmerdine, which probably to some people may even be a stranger name or unknown name, but he had tremendous success in the world of NASCAR. But Herschel McGriff started racing in uh, 1954. <laughs> he raced uh, prim- primarily on the West Coast and Regional Series, you know, Arco West or whatever the heck they were calling all those things way back when. But And I remember watching him race at the Rose Cup in Portland and just very impressive. Uh, and <laughs> he uh, he uh, had 87 cup starts, though. And he won four races in 1954. Then he retired to tend to his family business and his family and all that good stuff and uh, came back into another cup event in 71. But here's the interesting thing. He's 95 now. He started his last NASCAR race at 90 years old. Now, it doesn't say whether he was a regional event or, you know, um, it used to be called the Winston West Series and it became the Napa uh whatever they call it. You know, I can't remember all these sponsor names and name changes and all this stuff. Heck, it's, uh, you barely remember how to get to the station on a Friday. But um, it it's just interesting when you look into the the history of motorsports. Now, Kurt Shelmerdine is, a, is another story. Um, <laughs> Kurt Shelmerdine was a crew chief, chief, crew chief, listen to me, crew chief for a, a, a pretty famous guy. You may have heard of him. How about Dale Earnhardt? Mm-hmm. Four cup titles as the crew chief for Dale Earnhardt. Then he retired. Then he came back as a driver, which is pretty interesting. Uh, best finish in a smattering race. He was 20th in the twenty. Uh, 2006 Daytona 500. But this guy was um, very, very, very popular. And his induction 
Uh, of course, being put on the list to be inducted was very popular, and it's even more popular now that uh, he'll be going in. But not a name, unless you really dug into the world of NASCAR, you probably might not be familiar with. But the guy was, you know, I call these crew chiefs and car chiefs and whatever you want to call me. These guys are mad scientists. They're always pushing the envelope and thinking forward. Now, I don't think that uh, Kirk's going to give us any, uh, you know, the statute of limitations on cheating for him was probably expired. But if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. But uh, the guy the guy was magic. Um, and you think about that four cup titles with Dale Earnhardt Sr., Pretty impressive. Uh, Pretty impressive. Uh, As I also said in the opening of the program, uh, it's the Roar Before the 24, which is going on this weekend. I believe, let me see if I can uh, read my own chicken scratch. Uh, I believe it's on Peacock Saturday. Yeah, Saturday from 2.05 to 2.50. That's a weird time. But on Peacock, so if you have a streaming thing or a smart TV or whatever. Saturday, you can watch all the festivities on Peacock. And then Sunday, when they get down to serious business to qualify and such, one twenty to 3 o'clock. That'll be qualifications on IMSA.TV. And then, of course, the race next weekend. I'll get you that uh, that broadcast schedule. It's floating around out there somewhere. Um, with all these streaming stuff. Now, I was trying to watch a movie last night. To a, a, an app that I thought we'd signed up for, it took me about a half an hour just to sign up for the damn thing. God, can't they make it easier, especially for old people? I mean, we don't have snow angels in our neighborhood, so nobody's coming by to shovel my walkway. But, uh, man, take it easy on us less techn- or technologically um, challenged uh, folks out there. Because, oh, my God, would, uh, would it make it a little bit Easier. Um, I'm excited for this season. And, you know, we've got a few minutes before we talk to Kevin Buckler, a very, very popular team owner, very successful vintner and team owner. They celebrate, it was 20 years ago, uh, this you know, this week, that they won their first uh, Rolex 24, which was pretty impressive because Kevin, if memory serves me correct, started literally, I believe he lived in Seaside, and was a Porsche club racer and was building Porsche performance parts out of his garage. Pretty sure that's right. I have to ask him. And look where it's gone. I mean, he certainly, in the world of sports car racing and such, you mentioned the word or the name Kevin Buckler, and every, everybody knows who you're talking about because he's, just, he's just, just that guy. So it'll be fun to catch up with Kevin. Also, uh, we'll get our Formula One update from Rick Rosen in Las Vegas. I know they're building or may have completed now uh, the Formula One garages. They're getting there. they got a long time to get it done. I'm sure they will. But a lot of hype uh, surrounding the Las Vegas race, I said even a week ago, uh, with this whole Andretti-Cadillac partnership. This thing's turned into, I mean... Where's Susan Lucci in this deal? This thing could become a soap opera. Now there's a war war of words uh, amongst FIA, amongst Formula One, Andretti. It, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure 
if if this is uh, I mean playing stuff out in the media, we hear about it all the time in the world of stick and ball sports, where they're you know playing for their schedule or whatever, not schedule, but uh, you know for their their new contract. Uh, throughout the media, but I'm not sure this is a good route for Michael Andretti. I don't know if you want to start pissing off uh, everybody, FIA and Formula One, early in the juncture. And then, of course, you know, sponsors. And they <clears throat> they could be a sensitive bunch. Uh, how does Cadillac feel about this war of words in which their name is being slung around? I don't know. It's You know, I'm not Michael Andretti. I'm not in the room. I'm not the fly on the wall. I'm not FIA. I'm not Formula One. But I certainly have a lot of opinions and, uh, man, it's <laughs> it's become quite the circus. I'm sure if the Netflix cameras can find their way into these conversations or mediations or whatever they may be, that it'll make for a good TV fodder as uh, the next season of Netflix Drive to Survive is in the works. It is Race Central on the radio. It is uh, Race Central the Drive from 3 to 5. I'm Motorsports Insider. Kurt Hansen is what we do every Friday right here on the Blowtorch for Motorsports. Segment is brought to you by Coyote Motorsports. Hey, Denver's only star Yamaha dealer and one of the top CF Moto dealers in the country. They have inventory when nobody else does. They also have it at 0% financing. Hey, go on and see Brian. He's our guy. Tell me you heard us talking about him on the radio. It's Coyote Motorsports and CoyoteMotorsports.com. Uh, IMSA legend and Vintner extraordinaire. Kevin Buckler coming up next here on the Blowtorch from Motorsports and RaceCentralMedia.com. Yeah, 35 minutes after the hour, it is the uh, the premier home for Motorsports. It is Race Central on the radio. Uh, rocking and rolling for uh, well, almost 25 years, 20 years here in the Mile High, the longest running motorsports radio and television show in the country and if you're a regular listener you know that uh, i love imsa the international motorsports association oh and the roar before the 24 and the twice around the clock which will be next week and he uh, hails from pretty close to my hometown up in northern california and i've bumped into kevin a few times at the long beach grand prix when they're going around and just you know kicking everybody's ass but uh kevin i i i, I think I think it was about five or six years ago I saw you last at Long Beach, but I had you on after your inaugural win at the Rolex 24, and please don't tell me it's been 20 years. I feel very old. Can you believe it? Kurt, thanks for having me on. And, uh, yeah, it's a a big moment for us, I guess, to relive it, and I'm excited to be down there and watching all the new stuff going on. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we're talking to Kevin Buckler. It's a little deal called a, a TRG, immense success in the world of IMSA and in NASCAR, and uh, also now a a Vintner. How, how and your, your your grape is pretty good. I've had it, by the way. How did the wine thing come about? Pretty good. What do you mean, man? Um, yeah, <laughs> just kidding. No, you know, we were we were always. I came from a, out of a uh, another company that I sold back in the. I'm from Southern California, car car culture, but I was in the Midwest in real estate. Came back out here to California and said, "If I ever worked that hard again, dang it, I want to do it around something I love." And of course, that's, that's, people say that a lot. It's hard to do, but I did, and we worked around motor, you know around racing and around uh, wine. The winery was just a little hobby with some friends in the beginning, but it really took off. Um, about ten years ago, 
And then about six or about seven or eight years ago now, dang, I had some of my same guys that had backed us uh, in racing, had done well with that, and had decided they wanted to get in the wine business and wanted more seriously, and they didn't want to start. So they asked, you know, what are you doing? And I'm like, what are you doing? And what are you doing? So we put together a plan, and the plan turned out to be something ginormous. I mean, we, we just started construction on one of the coolest winery projects in the, in the North Bay, uh, and, you know, in, in this little hot little city of Petaluma, right. like Austin, Texas, 15 years ago. And, and, um, we've been making the Adobe road brand for a long time, but we, we started this uh, project and now it's uh, start to go. It's a 20, I don't even want to say $25 million waterfront winery, three stories tall outside flat deck, uh, full on. And it has for the, for the, for the listeners, it has the coolest, but we have a motorsports museum in the middle of it with everything we've got and a big banking 30 feet high in the air with two cars at the Daytona banking. Um, so we're going all in on this one. And, uh, so far so good to say it's motorsport theme, I guess would be an understatement. Well, it's, it's wine theme, but it's when you, and it's funny cause it's like really slow, easy, big redwood, you know, cool on the water, fire pits. And you turn into this room and you open the door and it's, it's black, fast, flat screens, you know, TVs going and uh, simulators. And so it's a little bit of a, you know, back and forth dichotomy, whatever. But um, it is our background. And one thing I'm proud of is we're very authentic. A lot of times, like this new brand we started called the Racing Series of Wines. I mean, some of these kids have gone out to agencies and had them craft the story. And then they, you know, they ramp that up and we, we have a story. So why not get behind that? And my winemaker's fantastic. So thank you for the compliment on the wine. He's done really well. Scores are good. But these these uh, Racing Series wines are all motorsports themed. They got moving tachometers and shift tops on them and uh, just just a trip. God. Now, so the picture I'm looking at is a, is a rendition of what the final product will look like. Because this, I got to come visit this place. Yeah, it's that's what we're building. I mean, got it, it. it's a it's a rendition, but I mean, we are under construction under those confines. It might change a door or a window, but that's it. It's pretty cool. Got all my permits and entitlements. It took a while, but here we go. Oh boy, yeah, just a small little project. When you went to Daytona that first year, did you? And I know it's a silly question because racers always say, "Yeah, we, we we're going there to win," but um, man, that's that's a tough tough road to haul. First time out, twice around the clock. Did you go thinking, "I think we can we can do this"? Well, we we got. I was down there early ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. You know, with someone right. else and then my own team. So we got our butt duly kicked. You know, along the way. And I'm pretty. I'm a strategy guy, and I'm also actually you know big team and humble about everything. You know, keep your head down, do your work. So here comes 2002, and we finally had all the pieces of the puzzle together. In 02, we had a backing from Monster Cable and some other people and Michael Schramm, and we won. But nobody expected that. Really did we. But here comes Le Mans 02, and that was a whole other crazy story. But then the 03 one was big because, yeah, we, we now had our stuff together. We knew what we were doing. The prototypes were new. The GT1 cars were fragile. And we all kind of sat down in the trailer and said, you know, we got a good team. We got the bands back together. Do you guys want to kind of stay with the pack or do we want to go for it? And the answer was a four-letter word, it. <laughs> and so we did. We pushed it hard. The first is we want, we wanted yellows. And so we wanted to hang on the tail of those guys. But the yell, first yellow came at six hours. But I tell you what I looked at, the leaderboard was prototype, 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 prototype. 
GT. We were still there, and then zoop, back up on the field. Remember the um, remember the movie Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid with the posse chasing oh, those guys. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> yeah. who are those guys? That's weird. That we were the little ankle biters that turned into the got them. And I uh, had a really um, a good piece we just pulled out of for some video. Uh, my favorite of all was it was the morning stint. I'm driving. Now we qualified the car at a 154.9 back then. That's fast. It was like a, that was uh, it was like third or something. We qualified third or second. So here it comes, and it's the first time we can see the prototype. I can see him in, in front of me, and and uh, Jack Baldwin's the announcer. He's calling. He's like John Madden circling the thing, and then he can see the prototype right out there. You know, so, and I I cranked off a series of I think like ten 153s in a row, and my my crew chief was a quick kick on there. He goes, "You all right?" And I just clicked back, and I just I was in the zone, man. And we, you know, it's finally passed them, and then they repassed us, and then back and forth, and then yeah, we got it. It was, it was crazy. Well, you, you look at all the championships—a hundred uh, victories, three hundred podiums worldwide. This is, I mean, thirteen podiums at the Rolex Twenty Four. This is very, very, very heady stuff. Do you think if, you know, like, if you if you had done that in a P car, and I'm so glad they brought the name back GTP, but if you'd done yeah, that in a pre car, I mean, you're you're world famous, but but you you kind of feel like, hey guys, look at us. Kind of, yeah, because you know, in the big scheme of things, this is the toughest class. I mean, it always has been. Yeah, you know, like back then, it was 42 entries in the class out of 80 starters, um, and it's always competitive. I mean, I love. I'm so glad, like you said, the P cars. I love what they're doing. But I focused on GT and because uh, it's what we do. We always did a lot of off-track stuff. And, of course, that's, you know, hospitality, guests, putting them in the right seat, driving. You can't do that with a P car. No. And I'm a Southern California car kid, and, you know, Porsche was the thing. And so it just all worked. But I never, I'll never tell you one thing, like you said, I mean, we never expected it. I mean, like, oh, my God, I was racing up and down in front of my high school. And uh, someone would have said, you're going to be a race car driver. Yeah, just, yeah, sure, sure I am. <laughs> so. no, no kidding. I, did, am, have I got this wrong? But did you start way back in the day building performance parts for Porsches? We tried to, my, when we came out here, my wife and I, we tried to figure out, you know, how are we going to get into the business and not lose the money we made? Yeah. And of course, you know, you know the story. So the, the joke. So, um, by the way, that joke about how do you still have to make a large for a small fortune? Yeah. yeah it goes in the wine business too. So oh, like I what nutbag gets yeah. in both businesses. Well, why don't you just yeah. start, start a America's Cup yachting team now? So you have a, you know, yeah, how to, <laughs> yeah, okay, how to make sure. a small fortune um, in motor racing, start out with a large one, wine and now America's have, Cup. Yeah, they it's funny. No, we did. We so what we did was I was in Porsche Club was big and it was yes. like really much bigger than you expected. And so I was driving in club racing. I knew saw a lot of things going on. Saw a lot of places we could make performance. I'm kind of a little bit of a frustrated engineer. So we started making someone and say, "Wow, you know, you're breaking deeper into turn two than everybody else." And I, you know, I'd love to say that's because of me, but instead it was because you know we had figured out how to take a a small, a, one of those red, you know, large red brakes, you know, knock a couple of caliper ears off, make an adapter and stick it under a Fuchs wheel on the front of a Porsche. And I had a big brake kit. And then all of a sudden, you know, all those torsion bar cars that were problematic, we started putting suspension on them with, with coilovers and the company took off. I mean, we were, my wife and I were on the phone. It was no, there was no internet back then. So, yeah. um, but that's how we did it. And it got us in, got us going. And 95 was our first, first, first ever surprise victory. It was kind of funny. Um, Short story, I had a dear friend, Mike, Mike Kobler, who started the company Togo's out here. 
and I'm still a club racer. We're in the we're in the stands watching the '94. It's just like post Camel days, and so all my heroes are racing here, and you know, it's Sonoma that won California Grand Prix. So I think we had a couple beers, and he says, "Hey, Kev, we should do this race next year." And I'm like, "Yeah, Mike, it's expensive, you know." Goes, I'll buy the car. So boom, the gauntlet is thrown down. And the old days of Sonoma, that was the first track ever that had like those business parks out there. So collaboratively, we built this car and I tested. And um, when we starting the race, I remember the local announcers are like, hey man, you know, how are you gonna do? And I, I just, just wanna stay out of the way. I'm out here with all my heroes. And I, I won it. I mean, just like ran away. It's a hard track. And uh, so good, good, careful what you wish for as I go into Vegas the first time, but I'm pulling the handle. Hey, but, um, you know, we spent those first 10 years building the brand of the company and making sure we were solid. And that 2002 victory was 10 years after we started. Mm, I do. So, wow, I mean, I could talk to you for forever because I've seen you race so many times and I love the story and I want to thank Deb Pollock for, for hooking us up. But, um, so you got this big, well, so by the way, are you, are you still, do you, are you driving? Do you want to drive? Is, is, are you, is, what, what are you doing? Having some fun. Um, you know, the winery has been a big project, raising the money, you know, good all, doing all the stuff because it really is like version 3.0. We had the original company and then the, the race team. And then we're ramping the winery up almost like the same as the race team. I mean, it's going to be spectacular. And the people that will come and the connections with motorsports and when the big races come, they'll need to rent the place. And so I am spending a lot of time on that. But we are starting back. Uh, I can't say who or what, but we're – going to make an announcement at Daytona, but we're back in racing and with a different manufacturer and we're going to rock and oh roll. My God. So, um, I, we got about a minute left. Uh, again, and there's such an dreaded winery thing down the road, but you're shown on the way to heaven because Adobe's really, really good stuff. I just had to give you a little soft pedal there at the beginning because I wanted, didn't want to suck yeah, up too much. Hey, so... Yeah, we- uh, what? So one thing I, I just want to say really quick. Yeah. We have a huge look on our website, guys. We have a huge package if anybody wants to I was come just to bringing Daytona. that up. Yep. Go. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. It's a huge package. It's a five-star VIP package. If anybody ever wants to write, um, you know, they start at it's twenty-five hundred bucks, and then we have deals if you buy more than one. But it's everything—a night and day at the Boardwalk Club, stages and lights, and golf carts—and it's at theracersgroup.com. You can look at the site, theracersgroup.com, and check it out. You can even toggle between that and the winery. Yeah, I was just saying on the Boardwalk Club on Lake Lloyd. Uh, knowing you, if it's like anything that you do, it will be five and a half stars kevin uh best of luck I look, so yeah i look forward to your announcement yeah and uh, you know you uh you woke up a little sleepy petaluma california what can we say mm, it's really cool come visit okay i certainly will it's kevin buckler right there it's trg <laughs> racing uh drink their wines adobe it's really really good stuff and if you want to have an iconic weekend at the rolex 24 and do it uh, like i say big time uh go to the racersgroup.com to find out all the information it is race central on the radio, I'm Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen's ESPN Radio AM 1600 Denver, and always streaming around the country and around the globe at racecentralmedia.com. We're back after this. Dante, I believe it's a little Maroon 5, isn't it? I like that. That song? The bumper? Maroon 5? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's a happy song. Uh, welcome back to the program. It is a drive from 3 to 5. It is Race Central on the radio, the premier home for all things motorsports. Catch the video cast uh, at racecentralmedia.com with Sid the Kid, STK, as we know her. And this show, if you miss any part of it, will be up at uh, denversports.com, the most visited and downloaded motor uh, motorsports sports site in this here uh, Rocky Mountains and uh, – what can I tell you? We've talked a little bit about uh, Formula One. Well, we talk a lot about Formula One. But there's a little deal coming up in Las Vegas uh, this fall. And uh, as I like to call him Tricky, Tricky Ricky. Do you like that nickname, Rick? Tricky Ricky Rosen? Uh, it's not the first time I've been. <laughs> I bet. That, that's very, very, very trite. So uh, how you doing, my brother? I haven't talked to you for a while. Well, I'm doing all right. I'm still recovering from COVID, so. Uh, you know, the oxygen uh, machine is running, but that's all right. I'm still around to, to enjoy life. But How long has that been? It's been a while. Yeah, so I know. I understand now what they mean by long haul. Oh, no. I'm uh, sorry to hear that, my yeah. friend. Well, that's all right. It, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, man. I'm, I've had worse. Well, you have, you have a terrific attitude. Uh, Rick is uh, he was really on the inside of all things going on in Vegas, a super knowledgeable NASCAR guy, and, and now um, – uh, I'm really hoping I can get down there for the Formula One race. I hope you're going to hook me up because this is uh, looking like uh, it's going to be very, very, as I said in the movie, uh, Revenge of the Zoh- uh, uh, don't Don't mess with the Zohan, excuse me. Uh, it's going to be very silky smooth. Yes, and bring your checkbook and <laughs> your platinum card and your firstborn mail uh, uh, because they have, they have advertised deals now I, for $5 million. What? Serious as a heart attack. Uh, there's a $5 million package, and they've already, I believe it's already been booked, or at least somebody has put down the deposit on it, will from what take, I understand. Will they take payments? I'll do payments. <laughs> Let's go back to that first board mail. Yeah. At well, least. I yeah. think there's some $2,500 uh, packages being offered, offered by the hotels, though, too. Well, I got a back room here that I'm, I'm going to put up. Uh, you know, it's, it's really amazing. You know, when NASCAR comes in, they just announced they're going to have the hauler parade, and the haulers go from the South Point uh, all the way down the Strip, and it's incredible. And they go past the Welcome to Las Vegas sign, and it's really cool to see. And, and you see the neon lights. The, you know, the haulers are all shiny, and everything's cool that way. But you see people in the parking lot with their travel trailers. They leave home. <laughs> I mean, they, they bring their house with them, and then they go. It's not like that with Formula One, and no. I'm not certain everybody gets the concept of how just how different Formula One is going to be from NASCAR. What uh, So I saw, uh, have they completed some of the uh, some or all the Formula One garages? I, th- I saw that uh, somewhere. They're building the paddock right now as yeah. we speak, and it's over right across from Ellis Island on Koval Lane. Um, one of the things that, that, that's about, oh, maybe 100 yards, 150 yards from where the paddock is, is where Tupac was shot. Yeah, I heard that. And I really hope that they will they will go out of their way to call that the Tupac Corner or whatever it is. Um, you know, everybody wants to claim to be woke and to be to be conscious of these of these social things. I don't know if there's a better opportunity to to, to just you know uh, honor somebody. That's where he was shot. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a manhole covered there now. There's not even a little plaque on the on the corner. So uh, you know. Uh, they have a they have a big opportunity to, to kind of put their money where their mouth is. How's the rest of the development coming? What else is going on in terms of the infrastructure? 
well, everybody's the good thing about Las Vegas is it's mostly already in place. You know, the strip is is, is separated by the big median, and I, I'm a little concerned about the uh, about the asphalt and those things that are you know are, are necessary for the race. There's a lot of traffic there, and it gets torn up, and there's a great deal of rubber buildup and those kind of things. And so I, I don't know how they're going to do that. I know they're the experts, and I'm not. But just from a from my view, it looks like there's some there's some part of that roadway that's going to need to be repaved and resurfaced. Somehow they're going to do it. But there are some really treacherous turns there, and and uh, so I think it's going to be an action-packed Formula One. Uh, you know, I I don't know like, again. I don't know if everybody's ready for it. I, there's quite a few people here who have seen Formula One races before mm-hmm. elsewhere. A lot of people are down the Long Beach. It's different. Uh, they, this is the Las Vegas Strip, and they're going to make it as special as humanly possible. You know, it's only it's only a kind of like two and a half months, three months before the uh, before the Super Bowl, and so it's going to be one continuous party. The good news is it. it uh, Formula One scheduled for the day before my birthday, so I, I, I'm, I'm considering they're doing it for me. You know. Well, yeah. Well, what they'll do? I mean, back in the day, um, I had the opportunity to announce the IndyCar race there uh, many, many years ago, which I ran or will will include a lot of the the, the surface streets that they used. Uh, Formula One will include a lot of those uh, streets they use for for IndyCar, and they have to weld the manhole covers. Um, to the 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 you know uh, the crown or whatever it is yeah. that holds them into the ground they set in because the aerodynamics will suck them up into the air and then they come down and they they hurt people so I know they'll have to well the manhole covers on but as opposed to rubber they they might just go out there uh, frankly with a big old blowtorch and some scrapers and just heat all the rubber and scrape it all off like uh, you know scraping off a pimple so we'll have to see what happens yeah. again. There, the Las Vegas Convention of Visitors Authority here is second to none in the things they're able to pull off and pull off, you know, exquisitely. And they're 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 not pulling out anything. Everything is on the uh, on the table to make this a real real happening. I think it's going to be an annual event that's going to be the gem of Formula One racing, particularly here in America. Uh, there's just there's just nothing that has the cachet of Las Vegas and the Las Vegas Strip, except for it Monte been Carlo. A dream for a long time, <laughs> except for Monte Carlo, Ricky. Hey, we're going to take uh, the top of the hour break. Uh, you're going to stick with us. We'll talk um, a little more Formula One. Uh, how you know how people in Vegas and also for receiving this. Um, we'll take a break. We'll come back with Rick Rosen and then maybe talk a little NASCAR too. But it is Race Central on the radio. It's what we do from three to five. It's the drive on Motorsports Insider Kurt Hansen and visit us on the web at. RaceCentralMedia.com. We'll be back with more Rick Rosen after this.